fastest show in the West. <laughs> We've got a half hour to talk about Righteous Gemstones. And th- th- this is new on the docket. <laughs> yes, we just thought this up because we had some time between episodes. So, And I'm here. Yes, Hope is here. We're, in we're, person. We're recording oh, this. Yes, we, we have to, I guess, remind every time because we're making like three different pieces of content while we're... Physically in the same area. Mm-hmm. I can like touch these guys and be like, <laughs> I, I feel you. I see you. I'm a real, I'm a real boy, Ma. More than anything, it's being able to like react in real time. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't have to cut out like the dead air between between people speaking. It's like the speed of light is still, you know, the thing that holds us back from being perfectly in time across the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, let me crack my drink. We're talking about Righteous Gemstones, which you know from the title, which I'm not sure if this is the bag for many of our listeners, but we're going to make it their bag. Yeah. Well, we, oh, gosh. It is. Yeah. I was for, I was begged and begged and begged to watch this by Hope because Hope was like, this is, you're going to love this. It's totally for you. And I was like, fine, I'll do it. I do. I'll do you it. were so resistant. And that's the thing. Like, there's been so many times Jesse's like, you have to watch it. And I will get chewed the fuck out about it. And I then- did the same thing with Peacemaker. I was like, did you watch it yet? Did you watch it? <laughs> so it was only appropriate that I finally returned the favor. And I'm glad I did because this is really fucking good. It's yes. a one for one, always. Yeah. We all have the same general taste, I think. Yeah, well, and like I, I think it's a it's a taste that is pretty or getting more and more popular in our media right now as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. It's like this kind of deconstructionist like show our childhood figures for the shittiness that they were. Yeah, uh, because we've celebrated them long enough. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, <laughs> it's time passing of the, the the title. It's time to go away. Not all pastors are good. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, uh, Far most from it. most aren't. It turns out <laughs> right. Yeah, even if they say, "Oh, well, I'm, I, I, you know, I haven't taken any money from anybody." It's like, "Well, wait a minute." Um, you take it every Sunday. You take it every Sunday. Like, what does it go back to? It goes back to the church. Oh, you not to the homeless shelter that's right down the road? No, it goes to the church. Thanks. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> All non-text. Yeah. yeah. Jesus will be proud of you. So I got into this show as it was coming out because I'm a big Danny McBride fan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've. He he and I come from white trash with aspirations to filmmaking. Uh-huh. I feel real kinsmanship with him. And as he's gotten into like the Alien franchise and Halloween, and like he's gotten his hands into the IPs that he grew up on, yeah. I just I'm living vicariously through him. And, and so anytime he makes something, I'm like, I gotta watch it. Doesn't matter what it is, I'm sure it's gonna be good. Yeah, Righteous Gemstones. I didn't know what it was gonna be when it was coming out. And when I heard, you know, that WWE Vince McMahon meme where it was just like Danny McBride satirizing the church set in modern settings <laughs> and then the cast list that dropped with it and i was oh, like oh man oh so this show's made for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should probably give a short synopsis of what the show is actually yes, even about yes please cuz it, it it sounds like it's just satirizing the church but it's it's bigger than that it's mm-hmm. so much more. it's a lot bigger than that it's satirizing like celebrity in general mega churches uh, capitalism in America. It's, yep. it's, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, and and the the um, the way that those things affect family dynamics. Like yeah. w- when when you put yourself into this nuclear family environment, uh, how toxic that can become when you have all of these outside influences uh, hurting you that way. Because I think uh, w- as we go through this, you'll hear 
season two really falls into step. I think season one yeah. was they were throwing shit yeah. at the wall, well, and season, then season two they were like, "Yes, okay, we got this show." Season one they didn't know if it was ever going to be renewed, so they right. kind of yeah. left it as like a one shot. Once it got renewed, they're like, "We <clears> got this," and then they made it more structured. So even before season two is complete, they signed off for two more seasons. So they're like. Okay, we got this yeah. now. Yeah. Season one so. ends in a place where if you wanted to stop there, you can stop there. Totally, yeah. Not that you would want to once you finish it. Right. Because <laughs> it's so fucking good. Well, and I'm glad, because like, I could have seen this being a movie. This could have been a real low-budget, you know, $10 yeah. million dollar comedy movie that they throw out right. and make $100 million yeah. dollars on the But it wouldn't alone. be as satisfying. It would not be as satisfying. And it, we're, we're calling it a comedy, but it's... The comedy is more just kind of like dark, ironic humor. Yeah, because it, it, it reminds me a bit of uh, Eastbound and Down. Yep. Like we just mm-hmm. we just now finished up watching Freddie Got Fingered for a commentary track for our Patreon. There's a lot of cringe humor in that film. Yeah. This show is a lot of cringe humor. Yeah. Like just people being uncomfortable, people saying really inappropriate things. What's the sister's name? Uh, Judy. Judy. Judy says the most inappropriate shit all the time. It makes everyone around her uncomfortable. Yep. Daddy, it fluttered down there. Why are you telling your dad that it's fluttering? (laughs) (laughs) I love that they all call him daddy. That's like my favorite running joke across the show is like fucking Danny McBride with gray in his sideburns going, Daddy. (laughs) He looks, he's he's taking on an Elvis look. He looks like Elvis, you know, towards the end of his life. It doesn't even just stop at the gemstones. When season two, they bring in the character Junior, he also calls his dad Diddy. Yeah. He was like, hey, Diddy, hey, Diddy. That's just like their thing, apparently. I don't know if it's like a southern, like North Carolina, Tennessee thing, because that's where it's focalized, but everyone is just Diddy. Daddy. 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 Yeah, I love it. So, yeah, so the the synopsis of the series, uh, this follows the story of the Gemstones, which is Mm -hmm. a multi-generational pastoral family, Mm -hmm. which is a very normal thing in the belt, Bible belt. Yeah. If your dad was a a pastor, then your son becomes a pastor, and on and on. The women are just very subservient to the men. It's it's a perfect perfect little capitalism microcosm to show you exactly what people would do with this kind of power. It's like, I'm going to build my... Social microcosm, because all the women are so subservient to their husbands. Like, what's that? The first episode, isn't it like Danny McBride's... uh, of course, Danny McBride's character's named Jesse. Thanks a lot. Um, his wife is like, "Is it okay if I speak?" Like, it's like just pointing out like the women are not allowed to have opinions or thoughts of their own. They right. only speak when their husbands speak. Right. Oh, well, yeah. that does do a quick change though throughout towards season, the end yeah. of se- well towards the end of season one and then majorly in season two, yeah. especially once they get more into Amy Lee, who is yeah. John Goodman's wife. She's now passed on in the show. And, you know, it's like this big gap that's left by the the family because she was the glue that held all these chaotic people in this family together. Right. And in season two, they really explore how much of a powerhouse that she truly yeah. was yeah. in the family. So it, it's really weird. <laughs> to to be like subservient, but she's the powerhouse, right? Well, yeah. and and that's that is such a normal dynamic in those settings too. Is like you know the the pastor's wife holds a title like that is that is a title within a church. Usually they are you know leadership within the you know the women's microcosm mm-hmm. within. Um, yeah, so it, so it follows the the gemstones and. As things unfold, we find out that the gemstones are in their position of power largely because of crime, 
<laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> no. Yeah. And uh, look that, into the history of mega churches. Most of them have really shady business deals backing them. Yes. Joel Osteen, looking at you. Well, uh, Jerry Falwell, looking at you. It, our, our system is built to safe haven yeah. tax free zones like that. Like yeah. that's. That's and and they've built that into the show now too, especially in season two. That yes. is the draw yeah. of this is people know that this is a tax haven and like yeah. and I think to some degree the sh- the show's trying to point out that pastors know they yeah. understand oh, yeah. the context. They're, they're, yeah. they're not naive to it. They they rely on other people's naivete, not their own naivete. Right, and the hypocrisy of John Goodman's character saying, "We're very fortunate and privileged." No, you committed crimes. Right, <laughs> you you cheated your way to the top. Right, you did not. You worked hard, kind of, but mostly it was other people doing the heavy lifting to put you in your position of power. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what what a family. Yeah, and so the show the show's just about their dysfunction and their adventures, really. Yeah. Um, Which so, kind of turned me off when I first started. I was like, God, everyone's an asshole in the show. And then as the show goes on, I was like, oh, that's the point. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's a scumbag. Yes. Well, and then I heard you guys went from that to succession. So Wait, everyone's like, worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's worse. There's like a nosedive. I, I feel like I feel like Righteous Gemstones gives a little bit of of redeemability to every single one of their characters. There's no redeeming characters in Succession. Succession's yeah. about like how irredeemable they can be made each season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's made by Adam McKay, who did The Big Short, right. Vice, you know, the Anchorman movies. Let's try to forget the second one happened. Uh, See, he's good when he's making like social points about people like that. Yeah, it it sucks when you get into the areas where he he thinks that like stupidity is genetic and things like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, like, don't look up now. Nominated for a Best Picture nomination. <laughs> right. I don't Fuck that, off, dude. That's a whole other thing. Oh, the movie sucked. Yeah. Um, so two and a half hours. Why? <laughs> to make your point that humanity's dumb, like okay, right? It's like we could, we really did have it all. Didn't it's like no, we didn't. A lot of the world didn't actually, Adam McKay. Yeah, a lot of the world dying in your movie did not have it all. No, yeah. <laughs> they wanted the world to be a better place, and you denied them that because mm-hmm. you're the rich fuckers in power. Right. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, back to righteous gemstones. Yes, we did promise a quick episode, and I am keeping an eye on time. Yes. Um, season one. Highlights. Uh, I haven't watched it recently, so I'm I'm going off of memory. Keith. <laughs> Keith is by far my favorite character of both seasons. The and not even just Keith, but the dynamic between Keith and Kelvin. Yeah. Just, and and to point out something else within the church and everything, I it, there's so much repressed gay yes. feeling and thought, mm-hmm. yep. especially between those t- characters. Where he's like. Oh, you're my little, you're my little project cave boo. <laughs> and, and, and then the scene that sticks out most is season two, where Kelvin is just staring at himself in the mirror naked. Oh yeah, and then yeah. He <laughs> comes up and he's like, it, it helps the soul to be dressed for the day. And he's and he like crouches down so Kelvin's dick is in his face. Like, and he's like, step into your Tommy Jones. <laughs> and then he's just like helping him like. Oh, just <laughs> I, I saw an article. I, I won't mention the writers of it, but the title of the article was Righteous Gemstones is one of the most subtly homoerotic sh- TV shows on television. Oh, and I was like, subtly? I was like, subtly? What? It's in your face. Uh, it's kind of the point of yeah. his character. And also, it's one of the few shows I can think of where they have like a lot of male frontal nudity. But yeah. not a single part for female. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the main, what, for the main ones, yeah, absolutely. You will not see. Yeah, 
any. There's a few in the nightclub. There's a few in right, the, but like, but that's I'm like in a dance about, setting. Yeah, it's like setting I'm setting about, specific like, main characters, right? Guys, but like because Jesse's wife is hot too. Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. something. They but they never easily... exploit her. That th- she exploits herself at one point in season two. Remember she? she oh, gets yeah, she wears a loca dress <laughs> to seduce her father-in-law. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, just oh man, I love I love that they're not afraid of the creepiness in the church too that's like i'm hoping season three is all about pedophilia if i'm being honest it's got to get to that point they have to yeah it's it's that or government involvement in churches yeah but they actually did lean towards the pedophilia because at the end of season two you have kelvin and keith and they're like oh that's right we need to take men to israel we can just take these kids they just set that up that's right we should probably get permission slips and no just us (laughs) and the kids Alone Ugh. in the desert, creepy. In another country. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for season three. If I'm being honest, we gotta oh. wait a whole year for it. So you got right? plenty of time to prepare. Oh, man. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, season one. I I remember as we were finishing it up. I was like, I I think they had figured it out by the end yeah. as to what they wanted the show to be, and and it was really when they leaned into the like. Tarantino ness of yeah. it, right. you know what I the, mean? The crime story. Element. Yeah, there, there's a lot of Coen yeah. brothers. There's a lot of Tarantino. There's a lot of like that, yeah. like um, like Southern Gothic crime. Yeah, uh, the, the, and, the poking at the church kind of takes a backseat to the actual crime story of the blackmail. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which and, is and, a good decision. And even the presentation shifts as well because, like, I I noted in season one, they're very careful about their whenever they're in like a, a Christian setting. They're, the characters never cuss, but they cuss around each other. Yeah, right. And then season two, they're in that like men's and women's class, and they're cussing, mm-hmm. and that so that veil's kind of getting lifted between these worlds to show like it's it's aiming in on how hypocritical all of this is. It's like oh, yeah. people who think they're better because they go to church. Yeah, and this is the church. What about this makes you better exactly yeah. is is kind of the question that shows throwing back, and I really like that. And the whole first season revolves around a, a tape that was made by Jesse's son of Gideon, G- a, a Gideon making a video of Jesse and his friends in Las Vegas doing you know fucking hookers and doing blow. It, it's what the plot of Hangover Two should have been. Yes, yeah, yes, it's what it should have been instead of going to Thailand and just doing the exact same movie again. I never saw a third one because I tapped out. I was like, I don't need to watch this shit. Even anymore. though oh, John Goodman is in the third one. Yeah, yeah, but that's not a selling point for me. I know. I'm just, oh, I'm you, just you don't want to see Ed Helms with giant titties? No, that's like I'm good. Not a selling I'm point just for you. It in because John Goodman is the main pastor of the show, and he was in that third one. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I am happy that John Goodman has finally lost a lot of the weight. He's looking good. Yeah, because uh, he was on the show Treme, the David Simon show Treme, and they actually let him go after the first season. He was supposed to continue in the series, but they let him go after the first season because his insurance would not cover him because yeah. they said, oh, you're too big. Yeah. They would not cover him. So they said, look, you have to lose the weight. And so he couldn't lose the weight in time to go into second season, so they cut him loose. So oh, he's in like wow. he's in like one episode of season two, I think, huh. for like wrong. for like a dream sequence, and that's it. Yeah. Damn. So they had to cut him because, like, dude, you're, you're too big. You, for his age, you, too. Yeah, for yeah. your age, your weight, you have to lose. And so he lost a lot of that weight, and now he's doing well. And I'd say honestly, Treme wasn't that great of a show. <laughs> it really—it's incredibly boring. It's—it's it's basically just like jerking off all the musicians of North New Orleans, which is great. But at the same time, it's like, where's the show in that? Mm. There is no show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about her Katrina. Well, not really. It's about doing a bunch of musical interludes between like five minutes of politics. Yeah. It, 
if this was the wire of just watching like people sitting on a street corner for 45 minutes with five minutes of like time in the police department, I'd get a little bored. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I get a little tired of it. But anyways, um, I, I love the fact that this show, <laughs> they are trying to be so uh, devout to religion. But then that tape comes out and he's like, Jesse's going to like, he's going to confess and it's going to, everyone's going to believe me and they're going to forgive me. Nobody forgives him. Right. A- like absolute hypocrisy. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Everyone completely just goes against what the church would demand is the right thing. Like forgive and forget. Right. Nope. Well, nobody, not- nobody follows along with that sentiment <laughs> at all. And not only that, but through his exploitation, you learn that like Judy has been skimming money on th- the top of the church. So right. Yeah. And then she's so against her brothers because of that. Kelvin, he's... Probably like, a secret homosexual. He is, and he's just, like, skimming by because he's just, like, held up on his youth pastoral, right. whatever. And then just, like, the fact that he's so complicit with going along. Yeah. And, like, he... he being the baby, they're usually the ones like, oh, daddy, daddy. But, you know, he just, he's just so complicit. Yeah. Too, which, yeah. So... <laughs> Is there any like good person in the show? I I argue that um uh is it Gideon that's Jesse's oldest yes, Sid? Yes, yeah, he's a good. Gideon. Even though he was trying to blackmail his dad, he was. It, it, but you see, now that we know everything that's gone on, kind of right to do it. it. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel bad about that. Like, yeah. for the kid. Well, and the youngest Pontius, the the, the worst thing he did was was just jack off, everywhere. just jack off and leave his underwear. <laughs> just, I found his I found his sold underwear behind the dream sickles. I, I just ate one of those. Uh. Yeah, we all locked the dream sickles. That's the point. I feel like that was a plot line that was kind of abandoned in the second half of the second season. Yeah, it just kind of goes away because they probably like okay, we have to finish up the rest of this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the show's not scared to wallow in the silliness too, like that the vomit shot in season oh, two. Oh God, that's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> ah, the best. Yeah, <laughs> that was it's a straight up Family Guy bit, and they were like, yeah. no, yes, like we can get is. this silly if we need to. Yeah. I mean, there's silly stuff in the first scene as well, like the the robber. I can't remember the guy's name. What's his name? Oh man. But anyways, the guy that's like he's blackmailing Gideon. Scotty. Scotty. He's Scotty. blackmailing Gideon to blackmail his father. Uh, I, I noted when I was watching, I was like, he looks a lot like Bill Hicks. Yeah. Like, yeah. if there's ever that Bill Hicks biopic that ever gets made, just put him as Bill Hicks. Right. Just get him to lose a little bit of weight. You'll look perfect as Bill Hicks. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, his reactions to Gideon just fucking up left and right is just, he's like throwing shit across the room. He just breaks his sandwich in half. Like, just absolutely stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And if, I, I thought the I thought the first episode where they ran everybody over was like, oh, everyone's dead. Like, where do we go now? Oh, they survived? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. I I think they kind of uh, went back over that in season two with the the events at the cabin. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think they really wanted to to show that they're not they weren't scared to to go all in, but it was just funnier for season one if everyone survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's like it, it, I, a lot of the show is is to the the sacrifice of the joke. It's like what mm-hmm. is going to be the best joke here, and and that's why like them bringing Eric Andre into season two, I think, oh, yes, gosh, a yeah. huge like arc help for them because because mm-hmm. even though they, they fuck off from the Eric Andre plot for like three episodes, yeah. towards the end, but it's well, it's so in they don't give it away, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in service of the other stuff, and I knew it was coming like early on is telegraphing, full circle, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whenever you have a storyline that's like a crime story where you're like trying to figure out who the killer is or who the thief is, it's it's always somebody in the cast, yeah, it's always like. If you eliminate everybody one by one, you eventually end up with that one person. Like, right. I kind of saw it coming a little bit because I was like, oh, 
they have brought back Eric Andre for a while. Where has he been? Well, yeah, and and it I was kind of knew those, it was coming. It, it was one of those like they when when they dropped how much money they were after. I was like, do they have that much? Like their characters made me question yeah. if they had that much, and that was enough for me to be like, no, I bet they don't, and I bet this is all a them. Scam. Yeah, it's, they, a, it's a giant pyramid scheme. Yeah, because that those run rampant in churches. That's yeah. a normal thing. They even point out, like, isn't like, uh, isn't Jesse to say, like, uh, it's, it's like my dad's always like, yeah, this is a pyramid scheme. Nobody's gonna want to follow this. Like, well, yeah, because yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say maybe John Goodman's probably slightly redeemable. He's he's kind of an asshole because he is exploiting people, but at the same time, he's not a bad guy. He's conscious to it, and he does try and do good. And he even he knows himself, what he's he knows he's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. He he even so himself several times is like, look. The devil is in me too. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I am not a perfect man, and he even admits like if it wasn't for Amy Lee, I would still be a shit man. But yeah. I, I know I have redeemed myself and yeah. so on and so forth. And like a lot of what he does is for his family. It yeah. really is. When it comes down to it, he does a lot for his mm-hmm. family. So it's not like he was out for him. He was, you know, it. it yeah. And even still, it, it shows like when um. Baby Billy left <laughs> Tiffany. He was still so kind and generous. He could have just said screw her and left her out on the streets. And he took mm. he took Tiffany in. He's like he paid for all of her medical things. Yeah, and brought her along with him. The, I loved when they showed up at the end of season two. Oh, at, yeah. the, <laughs> at the opening, and she's sitting there with her funions. Yeah, she finally got her fun. Yeah, baby Billy's still out there looking for funions. Her character is so she's redeemable, hundred percent. Yeah, she just she's very aloof, tragic. Yeah, (laughs) she's completely not part of this family at all. Oh, and then how fucking great was it to see Macaulay Culkin? Oh, I know, I know, the most perfect casting on the planet. Like, I as soon as it. I saw the first side of him. I was like, they hit that on the nose. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I was so pumped about that. I hope they bring him back for season three. Me too. Yeah. Well, they did bring him back towards the end of season two. Like, he was at the church. He's at the church. Yeah, so, everybody's like, at the he, church. It's, everything's starting to, like, mend and come together. Yeah. So I'm hoping, yeah, he is, does reprise. I'm, I'm hoping he, he acts more. Like, it, it, we're so he's removed. He's been acting for a bit, but he's kind of, like, doing small stuff. Yeah. Or and, he's, and on, like, he's on Red Letter Media stuff every now uh, and again. Right. American Horror Story, the newest yeah. season. Yeah. I, I fully and, support that. Like, it, we're so far removed from his, like, childhood acting now that yeah. I, I don't think anyone's comparing him to those characters at this point. He's, like, he got his shit together. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I received him very much as an actor in this role. I was like, yeah. oh, Macaulay Culkin, thank God you're acting again. What character are you playing this time? Yeah. Oh, this soft, quiet little man that wants to punch his father in the fucking face. <laughs> That's really relatable. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is that you were talking about successions. Like, we have one Culkin and uh, <laughs> Rachel Gemstones. You go over to Succession, you have another Culkin. Yeah. We have, who is it? Kieran Culkin over there. Oh, my yeah. God. He's he's one of my favorite characters he's on the show. He's such a prick in that he's, show. He's, deplo- he's deplorable. Deplorable. Absolutely. There's nothing redeeming about and Kieran And I love Culkin. him for it. Yeah. Play, playing literally the same character from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost. the same fucking character. Almost. He's good at playing a douchebag. Just, just uh, more... Rich. Rich, wealthier version. <laughs> yeah. but Rich, yeah. spoiled... <laughs> What a little shit. <laughs> Jesus God. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, so season two, I, I think I appreciated more because they honed in on the mystery. Like, the, the blackmail situation was fun. Yeah. And and we've seen Danny McBride do that before with um, 
uh, 30 seconds or less. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, we know that's that's his wheelhouse, and I'm glad that he was safe in the first season. Yeah. Uh, isn't it a little bit Eastbound and Down as well? I haven't watched that in forever. The, um, There's a little bit of that kind of stuff in Eastbound yeah, and Down? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, just he, his his whole, like, being an urchin of society. Yeah, just the, the hanger on and just, like, a complete leech upon well, his family. Also yeah. the Vice Principal show, I too. love Vice yeah. Principals. <laughs> With Walter Goggins as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Walton Perfect Goggins. Parody. Can we point out how great Walton Goggins is in the show? I I don't care. Baby who, Billy. I don't care who is in Ant Man three. If Walter Goggins is not there, I'm Walton, right. Not Walter. Wal- Walton. Walton. Walton Goggins. Oh, Walton I didn't Goggins. know that. Yeah, it's Walton Goggins. I thought I always thought it was Walter this whole time. No, it's Walton, Walton Goggins. Yeah. Um, the very weird name. He has to be in Ant Man three, and I hope they bring in Danny McBride. For <laughs> Let Danny McBride direct <laughs> Ant Man three. <laughs> Done. Done. Just just to get him into the MCU at this point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so so season two is is what I, I want to end on because I I really enjoyed that season. It, it locked into the formula. Again, I, I think they figured out like they can do multiple seasons of this kind of stuff yeah. now. Exactly. And they were also greenlit for it, so they knew they could press on. So yeah. they were like, yeah. okay, we can extend past the next episode. We can extend to the next season. Yeah. So they can like foreshadow like another foreshadowing fact was the fact that um Zion's landing is completely under gemstone name now. Yeah. So we yeah. can even have a whole part of a whole season or part of the season just about the chaos of this new running another amusement park. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and Joe Jonas has got to come back at that point. Oh, then. yeah, because he's still an investor. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see his wife Sophie Turner show up at some point. That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> How meta are they? I thought that to she go? had kind of had a little. She was like in the background of like one shot. I could swear that was her. Maybe. I mean, it's very possible she, she could have been on yeah. set for that. Possibly. I mean, she... Who knows? I mean, she, she, it's not like she's a stranger to the HBO, so... True. Yeah. True. HBO kind of soured it with that last season of Game of Thrones, but... to talk about it. Maybe we'll redeem this with uh, with her appearance on Righteous Gemstone Season 3. Dude, how, how did we get Game of Thrones and Star Wars, like, so close to each other, just whiffing their endings like that? Uh, Thinking about money rather than story? Yeah. That's or the fact that Game of Thrones went on way too fucking long without just, a final book. Just the fact that universally both both fandoms, who are known for being pretty toxic, were just like, yeah, the endings suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's redo the ending of both of them. Like That's not how this works, guys. Right. Unlike Righteous Gemstones, where both endings yes. of both seasons so far yeah. have been phenomenal. How they just like end on Eric Andre's frozen corpse. Oh, Eric Andre's, yeah, his... the wolves howling. That was a gorgeous send-off His fate, his fate is so appropriate. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, I love it. I'm sad we won't get more of him, unless he has a twin brother, because, like... Oh, they might do that. I'm I'm always down for that that thing in comedy. Only in comedy, where it's like, you killed a character because, like, you had to for the story, but the actor was so good. You want to bring him back? Gotta do the... the, They're doing that on um, uh, the... Our Flag Means Death. Oh, uh, <laughs> Well, another uh, great thing is um, on Scrubs when they killed off Laverne. And they, oh, yeah. they brought her back, and he's like, you know what? You remind me of someone. I'm just going to call you Laverne again. And they didn't even change the name. They just called her Laverne again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, in comedies, they get away with that. It, it's, you know, because there's so many amazing comedic actors. And yeah. you also have, like, 
your one line ninjas, and so you just you got to keep them around. Yeah, exactly. And not just that, but also it shows off like the talent of Danny McBride as a director. Oh yeah, yeah, like him and Jody Hill and uh, David Gordon Green. Although, like, let's try to forget Halloween Kills. Came up as a recommendation to watch after Righteous Gemstones. I was like, ah, fuck you. I'm not <laughs> watching this bullshit. Um, but yeah, like, he's a genuinely good director. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it's surprising that HBO has kind of, like, let these people go and just do their own thing. I, it doesn't I, seem like there's a lot of oversight on the show like this. It doesn't. And I'm happy about that, well, if I'm yeah. being honest. They know they're going to produce great content. Yeah. Well, because like, oh, they're required to, so that way you get another season. Oversight is the thing that breeds those South Park situations where they thought they were going to run into more hate than they actually got. Yeah. And the hate that they got was because of higher-ups talking about it in that way. Are you talking about the Muhammad episode? Well, there's multiple instances of it with <laughs> South Park, but yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I think in, in situations like this, when they don't have that oversight, nobody's out there talking about it as if, as if this because it exists to make fun of Christians. Yeah. Where are the Christians screaming, screaming about righteous gemstones? I haven't heard any of it. No. Yeah. No one's complaining because so, pro- probably because they're probably because they're aware of it and they're like, yeah, we can't fight against. See, them. I argue that they're not aware of it. I argue that it's it's not even being promoted towards them, and it's and it's, it's they, they know that like if they put Jody Hill and. David Gordon Green and uh, Danny McBride as a team on HBO and let them go. It's going to find the market like us, you know. What yeah. I mean? Like I found it on my own. You guys yeah. got to it. Like I didn't even recommend it to to either of you I guys found to it on watch. My own as well, yeah. I I literally saw the cast listing of Adam Levine, Danny McBride, and John Goodman. I was like, in. <laughs> I was just like, just looking at the first three names of the cast. I was like, let me give it a watch. I had no idea what it was going to be about. I just saw Righteous Gems. So I was like, I, I dove in and I have not looked back. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. And then and then I harassed Jesse about what Yeah, I know. Well, I harassed you about Peacemaker and you finally watched that and we all enjoyed it. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm curious like when, if and when the backlash will come, if they if they know that just letting them run these things prevents the backlash because Danny, Danny McBride's not going to go to churches to advertise yeah. his no. shit. Well also, right? well, also, they do point out it's like everyone's always pissed off that Gideon's working in Hollywood. It's like, oh, you're going without that liberal Hollywood bullshit. Right, like, yeah. So it's the, called Wigan, you know, and <laughs> I, I think the women should should hurt themselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think it's like, the people that would actually complain about this aren't going to watch this. Exactly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, whereas with, like, just recently, uh, it was announced that the Marvel Netflix shows, like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, are going to be put on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. But and not all on the parent, All the parents groups are like, you shouldn't put that on Disney+. My kids... Be a fucking parent and put a parental control on it. God right. damn it. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. That is Fuck your job. Fuck off. We, we are not your fucking well, babysitters. Another thing, too, is uh, if you get a VPN for any type of European setting. They already have it up. They have. <laughs> it's already they, up. It's not even that, but they actually have all of the Fox, like rated R movies and everything that's owned by Disney. If you Alien, European, Die Hard, yeah. V- really? European yep. v- it's already up. VPN, you can check it out on Disney+. Plus. It just hasn't been put up because of these fucking parents groups. And it's and it's a lot more liberal in Europe because of these things because True. they actually have a handle on their fucking kids. True. Unlike us Americans. But. They let their kids say the word cunt in schools, okay? Over here in America, you say that, you'd immediately get expelled. <laughs> Fuck off. God. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Denim McBride's right. A bunch of fucking pussies we are. <laughs> the uh the, the ending thought, the stoning scene. Oh yeah. Oh the, the, the David and Goliath scene. Yes. That is the most comedically badass moment I've ever seen 
so quickly turned into cringe. Just like oh, yeah. the way that it swings so widely from like, oh, he's not fucking around to, oh, God, just leave now. Just shut up, dude. Just go. <laughs> Well, and they kind of, like, poke fun of that as well, because at the end of when they're harassing Junior, they're taking a step back, and he's like, all right, all right, I'm looking at you, and he's like, run! (laughs) 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 They just haul haul it. Oh, boy. And a hard cut to very sharp, dramatic turn with the end of that episode. Right. John Goodman gets shot. I was like, oh, they're going to kill him off? Holy fuck. Right. Ugh. Yeah, that shocked me. That, yeah. that was a roller coaster right there, man. Yeah. Well, it's a high recommendation from us. High recommendation. Very. It we... looks good. It's well shot. Great music score. Yep. It's just, there's very little to complain about. Hard to complain. Yeah. yeah. The, and the episodes aren't overly long. They're 30 minutes when they need to be. They're 45 when they need to be. Yeah. Like this, they, my this, my yeah. only complaint is season three isn't out yet. Yeah. <laughs> a year from now. We gotta right. wait a year. Right. Yeah. Literally only complaint. Is this made for actual HBO television or is HBO Max? Uh, I think Max specific. This was like one of the Max flagships, actually. Okay, yeah. so yeah, this is made specifically for streaming. So I think that's why they're getting away with all this stuff. Like all Probably. the male frontal nudity, you can't put that on television. Sure. Even on regular HBO, it's you get like hard like censorship on that. I haven't been to church in so long. I wonder if they're promoting like keeping your cable to keep <laughs> this kind of stuff away from you. Well, I was about to say, and also for the fact that they. Uh, th- th- another point. They brought that up in Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yeah, they put the, the Gemstone Network. G-O-D-D, our gemstones on digital demand. That's right. To, to fight Hollywood. So, they, they again, they're poking it's, fun It's at pure flicks, y'all. That's all it is. Oh, yeah. Christ. Well, uh, I, I we're going to wrap this one up a, a rather quickly, I think, because we have to jump into a Defending Your Movie episode, which you'll be able to listen to sometime. At some, at some point. <laughs> These They usually come out a couple months ahead of time. You're listening to this on our Patreon now, yeah. so... You know, within the next couple yeah. of weeks. Jump over to Defending Your Movie if you want to hear us talk about Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hope, where can people check you out online? Uh, you can find me uh, on all of our podcasts that we do, Spill the Difference, Film Rescue, but you can also find me at biohazard underscore Leia at any type of social media. And Jesse? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hardcore B-Shot. Uh, we have Split the Difference and Film Rescue. They're off-season at the moment. Coming back fairly soon. Uh, we're going to have a whole new list of movies. We've already got two lined up right now. I think we have what is it? We have Dark Knight Rises lined and up. And Ghost of Mars. And Ghost of Mars. Thank you, AJ. Oh, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> it was requested that I fix it, but I'm just like, I just... just nope, AJ's no. on it. AJ, do it. I don't want to do it. AJ's on it. Nice. I did the Snyder Cut. Fuck off. <laughs> And you can check me out at Seth X Decker on most social media. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. And please go out and check out Righteous Gemstones. We highly recommend it. High recommendation. Oh, yeah. And good night. Good night. Peace.